All right. Who knows what this is? Yeah, it's a candy cane. But during the holiday season, it can also mean something else. What does this look like to you? Anyone know? A J? Yeah. It's a J, and J is for Jesus. Or Jolly. Or, or Jolly, yeah. So if you hold it normally, it also looks like a shepherd's hook. And Jesus is our shepherd, and he wants us to follow him. <laughs> or a fishing, Yes. The red stripes are like the blood of Jesus shed for us, while the white stripes are for our Savior, who is sinless and pure. The peppermint represents the spices that the wise men brought for Jesus. So please pray with me. Dear Lord, when we see candy canes this holiday season, let them remind us of Jesus and all he has done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There will be candy canes for everyone in Westminster Hall after the service. So you can get one for your friends and you. Now you guys can go. Yeah, go back. You can go back and sit with your families. Please stand as you are able to and join in the prayer of confession. God of, prom God of promise, you have given us a sign of your love through the gift of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who was promised from ages past. We confess that while we hear the news, we often behave as if we do not believe. We do not love as we ought to love and we live in anxious distrust. Forgive us and help us believe, as Joseph did, to hear the shepherds heard, to come and see your presence in Bethlehem and in our world today, confident of your care, mercy, and love for all. Creation, amen. Hear the good news. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ <clears throat> that Christ Jesus came to our, into the world to save sinners. Hope, love, joy, and peace in the name of Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Let us give our thanks and praise unto God. Yeah, you guys can sit down. 
Our scripture reading this morning is from the first chapter of the Gospel, according to Luke, found on page 53 in the New Testament of your Pew Bible. Luke 1, 39-45. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has, and why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the, your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what has spoken to her by the Lord. May God bless the reading and hearing of his word. FPCLG Children's Ministry presents Just a Little Christmas. A long time ago, in a city of Nazareth, there was a woman named Mary. Mary was promised to marry a man named Joseph, who lived there too. One day, an angel from God came and called and talked to Mary. He told Mary she was going to have a baby. And then the angel left. Now Joseph wasn't sure what to do when he heard that Mary was going to have a baby. So one night, while he was asleep, the angel came to talk to Joseph too. Joseph, you're going to have a baby. And you... And he will be the son of God. Oh, okay. And so that's just what he did. A while later, the emperor in Rome, Caesar Augustus, said that everyone had to go to their own hometown to be counted. Everyone, go to your hometown so I can count you. So Mary and Joseph went to the town of Bethlehem to be counted, because Joseph was of the house and line of David, and Bethlehem was known as the city of David. There were lots of other people there, too. There were so many people, in fact, that there was no room for them in the inn. So Mary and Joseph stayed in a stable, which is a place for animals to stay warm and dry. There was a cow there. Moo. There was a sheep there. Ah. There was a chicken there. (laughs) And Mary and Joseph stayed there, too. While they were there... Baby Jesus was born, and Mary took him and wrapped him up and laid him in the manger. That night, there were some shepherds out in the field watching over their flocks of sheep. And the angel came and talked to the shepherds, and they were terribly afraid. Do not be afraid. I bring good news. Baby Jesus was born. And all of a sudden, there were lots of angels saying,
And then the angels left. And when the angels had left, the shepherds went and found the baby Jesus in the manger, just as they'd been told. And when they found him, they worshipped him. Not far away, in a place called Jerusalem, there lived an evil king named Herod. One day, after baby Jesus had been born, wise men came to Jerusalem looking for the newly born king of the Jews. They asked King Herod where he was. Where is he was born king of the Jews? And so the king asked his advisors. Where is this king of the Jews to be born? In Bethlehem. In Bethlehem. Go and find him and let me know where he is so I can worship him too. So the wise men went and found baby Jesus by following his star. And when they found him, they worshipped him. But King Herod didn't really want to worship Jesus. He wanted to harm him. The wise men were warned by God about this. So they went another way home. When the king found out about this, he was really mad. Uh, I'm really mad. He was determined to destroy this newborn king. So King Herod sent his soldiers to Bethlehem to find the baby Jesus. Go and find him and destroy him. But God warned Joseph in a dream to get out of there. Get out of there. And so they did. And so Joseph and Mary and little baby Jesus went to Egypt. And they stayed there until the King Herod died. Hey, come back now. After King Herod died, God told Joseph it was safe to come back because the people who wanted the child dead had now died. Hey, come back now. It's safe. Go heaven on the mountain over Joseph and baby Jesus came back from Egypt, and they went to live in the town of Nazareth again. And that's where baby Jesus grew up, until he was grown. And so now you've heard it all, about how God sent his only son to be born as a baby, so that later he could save everyone from their sins. 
and all it took was just a little Christmas. Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth and goodwill to men. Please rise and join us in the reciting of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, our only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from whence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. opportunity for us to be able to share our joys and our concerns. It was terrific because we had grandparents and their grandkids uh, running around in Fellowship Hall Thursday, um, but it was really fun to tell Aging Care Connections that you as a congregation oversubscribed in generosity. Our own Texas high school kids picked out the gifts that were shared with the, with the children. Uh, they also wrapped them, um, so that was an extra little project. Oh, okay, Kelly wrapped him. Okay, our director of youth and uh, children's ministries wrapped all the gifts and the kids took credit. Isn't that just how it usually goes? Um, but it was a, a terrific time, and it was made possible by your generosity. Um, we had plenty of hams, and we had plenty of gift cards, and, uh, and plenty of joy. So I'm going to invite you to join your hearts with me in prayer as we pray together. Loving and gracious God, it's been four very quick weeks as we have gone from hope to love to peace and to joy. As the weeks rip by, sometimes we need to just light a candle, take a deep breath, and pause. 
pause to remember what all the hubbub is about, to open our hearts to the possibility that through it all, you are still our Emmanuel, you are still our God with us. In this season, it is easy to feel overwhelmed and sometimes inevitable to feel inadequate. But in this season, we remember that our adequacy is not what is being measured here. What is measured is your boundless sufficiency. So in the grand difference between what we had on our list and what we receive, what we want to share and what we can actually give, remind us that your son came to fill that gap. That none of us are too weak or too estranged to be embraced by your strength and grace and love. That it is beyond all a wondrous love that announces to every heart that we are loved and that we have been given the great gift of grace so that we too with the wise ones and shepherds and others unknown can kneel at the manger asking what child is this and hearing the angelic response this is Christ the King unto us a Savior. In the final preparations of the days ahead quiet our hearts to give and receive the most important gifts of all, the gift of love, the gift of hope, the gift of peace, and the gift of joy. We thank you that in this season, perhaps the world has a chance to hear that there is a different way a way that invites each of us to receive in our hearts, in our lives, and through our voices and hands, your presence with us. Given to us in Christ, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We're going to do something a little different. It might feel a tad radical today, but the ushers are going to come forward and they're going to have little brass discs. The discs have indentations in them, and in those indentations are little Velcro pads. Those were traditional because a lot of people ended up giving change when they gave the offering, and they didn't want to be embarrassed by the fact that it rattled, so that whether you were putting in paper money or coinage, you'd get the same quiet response, although, based on the size of the offering, disdainful looks for the ushers or smiles of joy. This is our last opportunity to formally receive our Advent Conspiracy Offering, which this year is going to the Second Baptist Church Food Pantry. 
Um, and so if you have an envelope there, you can pull it out, and I'll give you a couple of minutes to add some zeros to the check. Um, also want to remind you of your pledge cards if you've not pledged for 2023. Uh, please remember to do so and place your pledge in the back or pledge online using the QR code that is there. Additional prayer requests can also be received at the House of Hope, which is around on the West Cloister. Um, our offertory music today is being provided by Connor Sandman. He's going to be playing Carol of the Bells, uh, which you may or may not know is actually a Ukrainian carol, uh, which these days is maybe extremely fitting. Uh, 1916, Mikhail Lutovich uh, wrote a carol, wrote a song that debuted with the Ukrainian National Chorus uh, here in the United States when they were on tour. And it's the song in Ukrainian is about a poor farmer's family who is out in the country and birds come to announce to the family in the wintertime that spring is going to be glorious harvest. Uh, so it is, I think, here well over a hundred years later for the nation of Ukraine, uh, an opportunity for us to hopefully wish that same joyful blooming spring of peace for them. Connor, thank you very much. Carol of the Bells. <laughs> 